What's going on everybody? I hope everybody's doing well. I started playing that game LA Noir. I had it for my PlayStation 3 back in the day. But I got the remake recently, so now I'm playing it. So right now I'm playing God of War and LA Noir at the same time. I just want to play something different other than God of War, so I popped that one in. Look at how fun that game is. And me that I like doing the story mode, I like seeing how everything is connected. And I like looking for the clues and stuff like that. It's hilarious. And because you interrogate people, so when I know I did something wrong, I quit the game so I could get all the questions right. I know it sounds lame, but hey man, you gotta do what you gotta do. But anyway, follow me, Punch in the Mouth Official, official underscore PITM on Twitter. Peace, guys. Later. Deucey. episode 92 of the punch in the mouth podcast i'm adrian so first things first the one thing i really want to get out of the way and if i'm talking really loud it's so when i add all the effects and you listen back to it it doesn't sound so low so the first thing i want to get out of the way is punch in the mouth tv will be taking a short hiatus i'm trying to get a better setup meaning by that is i'm trying to get better lighting equipment i'm gonna get a bigger desk i might move the way you see me in the videos but for right now, it's taking a brief hiatus, but the podcast will still keep going. If you looked on my Instagram, Punch the Mouth Official, I said it all there. I will be writing articles for Substack at the latest starting next week, earliest at the end of this week. But I think it's going to be next week, it's looking like. Yeah, so we're going to take a brief hiatus on that. Um, but don't worry, it's not going away. It's just going to take a little break right now. I just don't like the way I'm coming out in those videos, so I told myself, okay, I know what the problem is. So, the answer to the problem right now is to take a break, but the podcast will still be going. Okay, let's get into it. The opinion episode. We're going to talk about Nate Diaz to start off. You guys saw Nate at the fight, right, with Nick? You never see those guys together. And I started wondering why. Why are these guys together? Again, Nick's still in the UFC. If my mind serves me correctly and he's still fighting on his old contract, he has one fight left. This next fight is going to be his last fight with the UFC. My, what I'm going off of is right before he fought Anderson Silva, he signed a three-fight extension. And I don't know if there was more than three fights left on his contract, but let's just say there is. This will be his last fight because he fought Anderson, right? So there's two left. And then he fights Robbie Lawler, and now he has one more. And there's an update on what he wants to do with this last fight. Ready to hear this? Ready to hear this? Let's go. Oops. Okay, let's go. I'm asking a fight as soon as possible. Not John Jones, though. Yeah, something like that. Israel Adesanya or Alex Pereira. I always want to fight the best. My man's trying to fight Izzy or Alex Pereira. And these comments are ridiculing the ludicrous. Almost Dylan Dennis levels of delusion. Almost. I watched Diaz versus Strickland. I watched that too. This other guy. Is he broke? No way he actually wants to fight. And then this other guy. Even if he fought Pereira's sons, he wouldn't win. He should fight my Matt Brown. Court McGee or Tim Means. Right. This is Tim Means. Yeah, he should fight one of those guys. Those are winnable fights for him. But like, to fight somebody like Izzy, like, it wouldn't be good. As much as I love Nick. Like, I'm even, 
I'm not delusional, right? What happened? Why is my computer... So yeah, fighting Israel Adesanya would not be good for his health. Fighting Alex Pereira would not be good for his health. I would watch Strickland versus Diaz, Strickland by vicious jab in 15 minutes. And then there's other guy, Strickland would KO him in less than 60 seconds, just stop. Like, that's hilarious. Like, so is Nick, I, I believe Nick is done with 170, even though I believe that that should be his optimal weight class, because I think the guys at 185 are too big. But I don't know, he has that neck issue, so I don't know, man. I don't know. Look, we're going to get into Marab versus Peter, but look. This is personal for me. He's from Russia. I'm from Georgia. And we all know Russia. What they're doing to Ukraine now. What they did to Georgia. Russia is not a democratic country. I want to win for my people. That like I don't like when people do that. Because it's not Peter's fault that he's Russian. I don't know Peter's beliefs. But you can't put that on Peter. See, look, look at this guy. Making this about war is a bit unfair and irrelevant. Though in my opinion. I didn't know Peter Young was a politician that was responsible for Russian politics. Yeah, like, like, don't put that on Peter. I don't know his belief again, but don't put that on Peter. Like, this guy is putting too much pressure on himself to win. Unnecessary pressure. I talk politics and war. Immature, unnecessary, unprofessional. The list goes on. Like, he's just mad because Russia invaded Georgia just like they're doing in Ukraine back in 2008. Yeah, I was probably 12 at the time. Yeah, like, Peter had the choice of where he was born from. Uh, no, of where he's from. Like, yeah, I don't like when fighters do that, because it doesn't make sense. Like, I get what they're trying to do, but don't do it like that. Say he called you names or something, but don't bring that in. Let's see. This is Peter's response. Or, I don't know if it's a response, but this is what Peter had to say about Marab. He doesn't have any other way to bring attention to himself. He cannot do it with his fights. No one is interested in Marab, and I'm not interested in promoting him either. He tries too hard. He tries to force himself on being a fan favorite, but it never works out that way. Look, 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 look at the comments. That was cold. Sure or not, that's good trash talk. He's not wrong, though. Jan's got a point. Like, that's the one thing I like about Peter. Like, he doesn't speak English, but if he did, he'd be one of the best trash talkers in the world here in the u.s because he has a lot of um charisma to him like you can see it when he won the belt against aldo and how he was dancing out the ring that guy's got a lot of charisma to him that's why he, I, I love the way he fights i honestly believe he won his last two fights but that's just my opinion against o'malley and sterling but i'm not a judge but this fight's gonna be crazy right it's five rounds i think peter if i have criticism for peter it's you need to start early. Like, Marab's a freaking machine. Like, if you let him go, he's gonna go, okay? He's gonna come at you, he's gonna take you down. And Peter has a tendency to start late. Like, he'll throw away the first two rounds and then start in the third round. Like, no, you need to start in the first round. You got, you can't waste 10 minutes. You need to go all 25 and try your best to win all these rounds. Because this is gonna be a hard fight. It's gonna probably be one of the fights of the year, in my opinion. Sadly, it's happening right after a big UFC event, and usually these cards go under the bridge, but either way, this is probably going to be one of the greatest fights of the year, so don't miss it, even though I believe Dana White is more interested in promoting power slap over this at this point. Like, one thing I want to see Peter start off at the gate is a leg kick and a jab, and he has to keep moving. He has to circle away from him, because if he lets Marab get in his range and take him down it's over okay it is over because marav is a machine now i don't know what peter's gonna bang on he'll let him take him down but he'll just keep getting up because 
One thing Peter's very good at is that judo toss. He's great at that, so we shall see what happens there. If he takes him down and stays on top of him and can stay on top of Marav, then this is a whole different ball game. Whole different ball game. But we shall see, man. We shall see. Let's see what Benson Henderson has to say about this weekend. And I'm going to go into those fights because I realized I didn't do that on the last episode. Look, this is Benson Henderson. At the end of these three fights, I'm done. I think for everyone, a retirement at retirement age and athletes who are going to retire, you always have that one more Tom Brady. Can you play one more? Play one more Tom Brady. Can you play one more? Can you not play one more? I still feel good. I still feel fast. I still feel I'm competitive for me. It wouldn't be feeling competitive like I can compete and hang with the best guys in the world. And the this and that. It's mostly more about giving my wife her turn. So Benson's wife is also an MMA fighter and he has said this in the past that after his current contract is up, he's going to retire because he wants to focus on his wife's career. So we shall see if he can help her become a champion because she also fights for Bellator. But can you imagine? Okay, so he says there's three fights left, right? That would be if he makes it through the tournament, if he gets all the way to the finals, the final would be his last fight. Can you imagine him retiring as champion? Now don't come at me saying, oh, he's not UFC champion. Get the fuck up out of here. Being a champion anywhere and retiring on top of that organization is an accomplishment. Even if it was one, I mean, look at, I don't want to bring this up, but Eddie Alvarez didn't win a championship in one and people are going to be like, well, he's had so many wars and he's old, which is true. How old is Eddie? Eddie's probably like in his mid to late 30s, 39, 39, okay, 39. So can he compete at a high level anymore? I don't know. But the fact that he's going to bare knuckle boxing and this is not the original thought I had in my head. He didn't win a championship in one. So you don't think Eddie wanted to win a championship everywhere he's been? He had won a belt everywhere he's been. He won a belt in Bellator. He won a belt in UFC. He didn't win a belt in one and now he's going to bare knuckle boxing. Fighting Chad Mendes. Do we know if bare knuckle test is for like steroids? Because I bet you Chad, my boy Chad is probably on the juice. I bet you. I'm scared to watch this fight, to be honest with you. Bare Knuckle Eddie Alvarez versus Chad Mendes. I'm not a big fan of Bare Knuckle Box. I'm not a big fan. And I started whispering again, thinking you guys are going to be able to hear it. And when I hear it back, I'm like, why did I do that? So I got to remember, Adrian, keep talking loud. So when you do all the stuff you need to do to this recording, it still sounds good. Come on, Adrian. Sorry about that, guys. Let me... I'm not very excited about this bare knuckle boxing match because I'm not a fan of bare knuckle that much. And I don't want to see Eddie Alvarez get hurt because he's an absolute legend. That's pretty basically what I said. So remember, I talked about Nate Diaz earlier. I should have went with this second and then I jumped into something else. Well, that's probably, it's fueling the fact that Nate is probably coming back to the UFC right away because one, he showed up on the broadcast. They don't do that for anybody. Look, they just banned Francis. Now they're saying, well, that's different because Francis opted not to resign where Nate fought out his contract. But the UF, what you guys aren't seeing is, remember, the UFC tried to resign Nate, that they were gone home by not giving him his last fight, and then that they sat him in his office and be like, Nate, what is it that you want? You want more money? You want this? You want that? And he goes, dude, I just want to be out of here. So can we get this fight going? And then they, he said, Dana told him, Nate, but I want you to retire with us. And he turns around and tells him, well, that's never going to happen because I'm never retiring. He's like, so I want to get this last fight going and be free. He's like, all right, Nate, we'll give you this last fight so you can be free. Then that's when they went and gave him Hamza. Remember that? And then Hamza missed weight. 
So, Nate ended up getting the last lap and he ended up fighting Tony Ferguson and choking him out in the fourth round at 209. You guys remember all that? So then, you see them on Saturday. You see him, both Nick and Nate together. Again, you never see those guys together. And then and backstage, they interview Mike Chandler and it says, Mike Chandler caught scheming with Nate Diaz on how to beat Conor McGregor. I believe that's not what happened. They just put that title so people would click on it. Mike Chandler dodged the bullet. Former UFC welterweight Nate Diaz typically lands at least one stocking slap per appearance, but it seems Chandler and Diaz were all smiles at the UFC 285 pay-per-view event last weekend in Las Vegas. Was Diaz giving Chandler tips on how to beat Conor McGregor? Well, maybe, Chandler told Inside Fighting. He said, don't you go winning because we're going to do something. We'll see what happens. Like, because if Conor wins, it makes the Diaz fight bigger, right? Especially if the day they fight, because think about this. The day they fight, if it's at 170, because I'm hearing some wild stuff that Connor wants it at 185. Dana says it's going to be at 155. But I honestly believe it's going to end up being at 170 because I think right now Connor's like 200 and change in weight because that guy looks massive, bro. He looks massive. And of course, right now they're doing the Ultimate Fighter and he's filming Roadhouse. So we shall see what happens. We shall see what happens. So let's look at these Bellator fights. Usman Nurmagomedov versus Benson Henderson. Great fight. Great fight. You know what Benson needs to do? The same thing he get, did against Islam Mamidov. If he gets taken down, you gotta keep moving. Of course, it's easier for me to say that because I'm sitting here watching the fight, not actually fighting a beast like Usman Nurmagomedov. And I believe Usman's key to victory is keeping it on the feet. Because if you take Benson down and he keeps moving and you get tired out, and then on the feet he starts pissing you up, what are you gonna do? Tell me what you're going to do. And then, um, Tofik Mozaya versus Alexander Shabli. A great fight. I believe Tofik's going to knock him out within two rounds. It's going to be a stand-up war. Valentin Moldovsky versus Linton Vassal. I think Valentin Moldovsky is going to win, but that guy seems to get tired really fast. So I wonder if he's going to be able to hit Linton Vassal fast and beat him in the first round. And then MVP versus, who's MVP? Goichi Yamauchi, I believe MVP is going to win that fight if it stays standing because if Goichi gets him down, it's over because especially with the grappling I've been seeing Goichi use, that fight is over. And then from Rob Dishwashashvili versus Peter Yan again, Peter has to start fast. He can't wait. Don't wait for the first two rounds to pass and then you start fighting in round three. Don't do that. Like, I'm not telling you win the first two rounds, but at least make it competitive. Make sure Marab knows he's there. For a fight. Not that he's going to close the first two rounds. And then you're going to start in rounds 3, 4, and 5. Because then you have to win all those three rounds. If you win an early round. That gives you a little bit of breathing room. I believe Peter's going to keep the standing. If Marab does engage. Peter hip tosses him. And then just gets right back up. I believe that's what's going to happen. Um, how much time we got? Um, And then. So Ryan Garcia versus Tank Davis got announced today. They finally had their. Not today but. The first press conference kicked off today. It was a good press conference. They're talking a lot of smack. I can't wait for April 22nd. I believe is when it is. I wonder if the UFC is going to have an event that day. They probably will just to spite Oscar De La Hoya. Dana hates that guy, bro. He hates him, but dude, that's the epitome of hate right there, bro. It's horrible. Let's see here. And then we'll talk about one power slap and then the PITM picks. And we are out of here. It's really short. I like these episodes because they're super short. Did I get rid of it? Oh, it's right here. So, TBS has officially not picked up Power Slap 
for season two. That's why the finale is happening on Rumble. But don't let that stop Dana. Dana White announces he's looking for looking at deals for Power Slap League seasons two and three. Dana White has big plans for his slap fighting organization, Power Slap League. The UFC president now that he is looking at deals in an interview with the power slap broadcast team without revealing too much here's what dana white said i'm looking forward to you know season two of power slap and i can't give out too many details there's going to be a season two and season three we're looking at deals right now for seasons two and season three and a lot more live events like when you say live events do you mean at the apex is that what you mean so it's all very exciting and i'm pumped and i like like i said this format of competition works perfectly for the best to rise to the top. We had a great cast for season one. I watched one episode. I wasn't a fan. Season one of Dana White's Power Slap Fighting TV show aired on the TBS network from January 18th onward. Comprising of eight episodes. First episode aired after a two hour run of All Elite Wrestling Dynamite event. Which raked in around one million viewers compared to AEW's event Power Slap League debut, debut episode wrecked around... 295,000 viewers, according to an article by ASTV. And it goes on to say how, like, the numbers dwindle, dwindle, and how doctors are saying this is not a sport, it's just unnecessary brain damage, which is honestly true. And then they even put in a quote by Ariel Hawani, shame on everybody. But there's something in this article that Dana said that makes you think Power Slap is what you always thought it was. All right, here. Okay, so I have to read this. With the second week of airing, the slap fighting competition saw 413,000 viewers tuning in to watch the show. The numbers have been dwindling in the following weeks since. In week three, the viewership was 284,000, but it dropped to 275,000 in week four. Dana White has a different picture, however, claiming that his brand of slap fighting is on par with the NBA. Let me read that again. Dana White paints a different picture, however, claiming that his brand of Slap fighting is on par with the NBA. He claimed that the numbers for Power Slap are huge. Now listen to these metrics this article used. With them getting 38.5 million views on Instagram and over a billion views on TikTok. Like that's what this is. That's what this always has been. This is the word I first saw it. He's even said it in interviews before. Like yeah, you see the fun stuff on TikTok. But I want to bring it to another level. But like how are you going to bring this to another? How are you going to compare this? To the high level of basketball that the NBA shows. Tell me. Tell me. Do you know how much those guys train? Do you know how much those guys train? I'm talking about NBA players here. Like, come on, man. Now, but he wants us to have a successful business, sure. But with so much backlash. And from the one episode I saw, they already don't follow the rules. Because they say, hey, you're supposed to call it. And the reps don't call it. So, like, how do you want people to respect this? My cousin tells me, like, bro, they... Cream of the crop is in Russia. I'm like, sure, but they're probably doing their own stuff. Like, this as a whole, like, the slap league, not a fan, bro. I'm not even a fan of bare knuckles. So why would I be a fan of this? So let's get to the pick, and then we are out of here. So we're doing two events. That's why you're getting back-to-back episodes within two days. Um, We're doing two events this weekend, starting with Bellator on Friday and then the UFC fight. Let's get into this, and then we are out of here. So Friday, we're only doing main card. Friday, Michael Venom Page versus Goichi Yamuchi. I got MVP. Heavyweight fight, Valentin Moldovsky versus Linton Vassell. I got Valentin Moldovsky. And then the Dark Horse, Topic Mozai versus Alexander Shabli. 
I got Tofik Mozaev, and of course Usman Nurmagomedov versus Benson Henderson. I got Usman Nurmagomedov. So again, that's Michael Venom Page, Valentin Moldovsky, Tofik Mozaev, and Usman Nurmagomedov. For the UFC event, we are also only going to do main card. And it's not even the whole main card, it's just like Saeed Nurmagomedov versus Jonathan Martinez. I got Saeed Nurmagomedov. Nikita Krylov versus Ryan Spann. We're going to run it back with Nikita Krylov. Alexander Volkov versus Alexander Romanov. I got Volkov. And then in the main event, Peter Yan versus Marov. This was really, I'm going with the Siberian gangster. Peter Yan. Again, that's Saeed Nurmagomedov. Nikita Krylov, Alexander Volkov, and Peter Yan. But that's all I got for you guys. Make sure you follow Punch the Mouth Official on Instagram, official underscore PITM. And once the Substack articles start coming out, make sure you follow me there. I'll leave the links in the social medias. Peace, guys. Deuces. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the fight. And if you watch the finale of Power Slap League on Rumble, let me know how that was. I'm probably not going to watch. Peace. Next time I do this, I will officially be 30 years old. So. This is my last podcast in my 20s. Do you believe that? Dang. Peace, guys. Later.